Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Hey, once again, that is the sound of rock cracking. You've got Dr. Ed Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Glad to have each and every one of you listening. Tell your friends and neighbors because this is Decision 2020. There's a vision for this year. And what's that vision going to be? Well, the American voters, those who go into the voting booth and are American citizens. We hope they all are. And they are going to make a decision this year. Before we get to that decision in November, the Democrats' decision 2020 is who is going to be the uh, pick up the Democratic nomination for president. Is it going to be a socialist or a socialist light? I am tired of these candidates saying, oh, we're the moderate lane. No, there's no moderate lane in the Democratic Party now. It's either a socialist like Bernie Sanders and and Elizabeth Warren, or it's a socialist light. And that goes from Bloomberg for Joe Biden. Biden has moved so far to the left from where he was to try to stay uh, relevant in this new Democratic Party, and he's about to get his tail kicked out by, by counting votes, I mean. I mean, he is in bad trouble. In just a minute, we're going to play a little clip from uh, Bill Bennett, who was in the uh, cabinet of uh, Ronald Reagan. So... Uh, we've got that clip coming up and what he thinks about uh, what's going on to Democrats and what they have to look at. Uh, a little clip from Fox News. But let's let's look at the field right there. Of course, when you look at the decision that the Democrats have and w- what surprised us in New Hampshire was uh, 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 Miss uh, Senator uh, Klobuchar uh, out of Minnesota. She moved up in the almost she moved up in the fourth place, which was beyond uh former vice president uh, joe uh, biden but it's uh, again she was uh, behind elizabeth warren who new hampshire was next door to her she was supposed to win that maybe win it big or, or at least come in second but no mayor pete of all people pete Buttigieg, but mayor pete came in second right behind Bernie Sanders, who won it by 26 points over Hillary Clinton in 2016. So what is that telling us about how this race is shaping up? Well, Mayor Pete did well in Iowa. Mayor Pete did well in New Hampshire. Can he get black voters in the Democratic Party? Everybody's asking that question. And he's trying to build up a team. And as he's as he has moved up in the polls, we said uh, the surprise was uh, Senator uh, Klobuchar, that from Minnesota, who came in uh, it was fourth place, but it was nobody expected expected her to get that many points in New Hampshire, and because she didn't do great in Iowa, and that was a next door neighbor. But maybe she's building up some steam now. Why would Elizabeth uh, Warren not do well in 
neighboring, uh, she's from Massachusetts. And why wouldn't she do well right there in New Hampshire? Well, I believe the air is going out of the bag, so to speak, or out of the balloon. Uh, and so we just have to look at that as her campaign is diminishing. Joe Biden's campaign has diminished. Is all the air out of the tire for Joe Biden's uh, travel team? <laughs> well, he's he's counting on Nevada and really counting big on South Carolina. He could be the comeback kid. The thing is, the Democratic Party wants a comeback kid who is in his 40s or 50s, maybe, but not somebody in their late 70s. And the thing is, Joe Biden is looking like he's in his late 70s. I, the, the One of the worst put-downs was, was uh, I read an article, and I can't remember who wrote it last week, but he said, Joe Biden should not be running for president. Somebody needs to take the keys away. He shouldn't even be driving a car. So, and, and that really sums it up when you talk about Joe Biden, former vice president, and live his glory days with what he did with Barack Obama. But Joe Biden has run for president three times. This is his third time. And he's never placed anywhere near the, the, the top in any of the first two attempts to run for president. And now here he is. <laughs> he had to lead for a whole year <laughs> before. Uh, before the the primary started, and what happened? Oh, that's right, Nancy Pelosi. She may have thought she was going to help Joe Biden by impeaching Trump and keeping the senators all locked into the Senate during the trial because, you know, she delayed handing the articles over three weeks to slow everything down. Everybody wondered why did she do that. They said to get more stuff, but really I think she was helping, she thought she was helping Joe Biden but the whole thing was the impeachment did nothing but shine the light on Hunter Biden. I said this last week. I think I'll say it again. Even if Hunter Biden has not done anything illegal so far, nobody's seen anything illegal because nothing's been investigated. Unlike Don Trump Jr., who was investigated for just sitting down and talking with someone in the Trump Tower. Investigated for over a year, seems like. FBI, everybody else called in. And Hunter Biden cannot even get anybody to look at his case. But this is what I said last week, and I mean it today. Even if Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have done nothing legally wrong, it stinks to high heaven. That's what American people are tired about. That's why Donald Trump won by saying we're going to drain the swamp. Part of the swamp is having somebody has no clue what's going on with gas in Burisma, the company Burisma, and yet they get on a board and they're, just because their father's vice president of the United States and while on that board they make millions of dollars, that is the swamp. It stinks to high heaven. If nobody's done anything illegal, doesn't matter. The American people are tired, and they want the swamp. D-R-A-I-N-E-D, drained. Drain that swamp. That's what everybody's yelling, and they still cried out at Trump rallies. Drain that swamp. Trump has started. That's why he's got so much friction, some still even from the Republican Party. But thank goodness most Republicans have gotten behind President Donald Trump. And 2020 is a year, if he can consolidate all his Republican friends and support and reach out. There's a lot of Democrats that have been looking at Trump. You remember in 2016, he was unproven. 
and 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 so many people scared people off and in fact we're seeing now where the deep state actually had a operation crossfire hurricane investigating trump and and they were doing everything to keep him from winning and once he won they actually worked to uh to try to get him out of office quickly and it's a it's really it's really scary how close they did and trying to had a media and everybody lined up behind him trying to make everybody believe this guy had no business being president and look what he's done they had everybody convinced that you know we america was in for some bad times and a horrible economy paul krugman the, uh, the liberal liberal basically socialist but he, he you know he said that we were going to have a, a recession and that that stock market would crash because of donald trump being in the white house well the reverse has happened mr krugman and and so many places we can see what is going on but going back what's going on in the democratic party it it is splintering it's splintering and and nobody's getting enough votes to to get the top lane and and go into the democratic convention uh already basically elected or nominated and and that's opening up the line for the second <laughs> layer when the super super tuesday starts and and march 3rd well you got michael bloomberg spending hundreds of millions of dollars and maybe spending up to a billion in the primaries and then you got another billionaire uh tom steyer that's working hard in south carolina does he stay in he won't run out of money he can stay in as long as he wants and yet what is this doing for the democratic party that's the decision socialist or socialist light and now let's let's listen to what bill bennett had to say on the fox news talking about this this uh, had him on last week former education secretary and served under ronald reagan and did it admired admirably so so here is bill bennett on his take of what's going on with the democratic party valentine's day thanks for your good wishes <laughs> well you, you know what right. it good. seems like big trouble for the democratic party with bernie sanders right now but nancy pelosi yeah. says don't worry about it dr bennett she's calm cool and collected yeah, I don't think so. They need to worry about it. Uh, Bernie's out there. Bernie's leading the pack. I just saw a poll from Texas that has Bernie leading in Texas, the great state of Texas. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in South Carolina and in Nevada. But the point I'd like to make is, though they're worried about uh, Bernie, they need to really be worried about the whole field. They're talking about this so-called moderate lane. Dig deep into Pete Buttigieg. That's not a moderate. Uh, Amy Klobuchar uh, is left. Center left, maybe, but more left than she would have people think from the last debate performance. This is a party that's gone to the left. Uh, you know, the, the, all the work of the universities last years, uh, to which, uh, you know, the uh, Democrats have been paying close attention to, all those professors. Uh, this is a shock of recognition. They've become a left-wing party. Would a Bernie Sanders nomination make way for another term for President Trump, Dr. Bennett? Oh, I... I think so, and it's possible to be the case in, uh, with, with the other candidates as well. You remember that uh, debate early on where they said, how many of you 
would support uh, government benefits for illegals, and I think everybody raised their hands eventually uh, on that stage. That's just not something that's going to fly uh, in America. So uh, Bernie is the most obvious instantiation of this, uh, and he's at one end of the spectrum. But the others, I think, are not too far away. Uh, even Joe Biden, who you know is obviously fading, uh, tilts to the left, moves to the left uh, on various issues, though he will now declare himself moderate compared to Bernie. But moderate compared to Bernie can still be pretty left. Yeah, it's funny. Rich Lowry has a column in the New York Post. Uh, Bernie Sanders, a win by him would spell the end, he writes, of America's center left, which is already a global trend. The Democratic Party could soon be taken over by a leftist who has never, really form, never formally been a member of that party, even if he signed a pledge to govern as a Democrat, should he make it to the White House. If it's any consolation to Democrats, it's a version of the same wrenching dislocation that has beset the center left throughout the Western world. You made an important po point a moment ago that many of the media shorthand this and say Klobuchar uh, and Buttigieg are in the so-called moderate lane, when in fact Buttigieg right, has right. said, if I win, I'll be the most progressive president ever, he boasts. It's just that Sanders is so far left, the others look moderate. That's right. Yeah, and he, he, he is giving them cover because Bernie is so obviously and explicitly left. He's giving them cover. People aren't looking deep into their positions. When they do, if they do, I hope they do. Uh, people will see that, uh, you know, uh, they're in favor of the green, new green revolution. Uh, they're uh, wanting the end of fossil fuels. Uh, their priorities are very much like the priorities of Bernie Sanders. If, I, finally, if I could just ask you about uh, the, the direction that Joe Biden is going. And I just I know you just talked about his uh, slowing down in this race, the poor turnout in New Hampshire yeah. for the f former vice president. Do yeah. you see any sort of possibility for a comeback for him? He's talking about South Carolina and Nevada. Not much, you know, and uh, you know, that baseball fan sitting next to you, I remember seeing Don Larson, who uh, pitched a no-hitter, didn't he, in the World Series? Perfect game. Uh, I saw him playing minor league, minor league ball about 10 years later. And I thought, you know, just go into your sunset, into your career uh, quietly. Uh, I just hate to see this with Joe. I know Joe. Joe was the chairman of my confirmation committee. I don't think there's much prayer. Look, look at Las Vegas. Look at those uh, unions out there. This would have been a layup for Joe Biden, uh, an endorsement by those unions. But now they're not going with anybody. Uh, that tells you uh, how, how bad off uh, he is in the eyes of uh, folks, even his traditional constituents. Did you hear what Bill Bennett had to say about Joe Biden? Even his uh, traditional constituents in Nevada, Biden can't even get the union vote. He's, his back's up against the wall. He'll probably say, well, he, he may not do. He, he told everybody he wouldn't do as well as expected, maybe an hour. And then in New Hampshire, he left on, on the day of the primary. He didn't hang around for any. Uh, party after the voting he got on he hightailed it on to south carolina and he's making that his firewall but if he's a loser in iowa a loser in new hampshire and if he loses nevada who wants to back a loser you you don't you're not gonna have big campaign donors given to a losing campaign and it's hard to get people and you know all fired up to go out and knock on doors for you if you if you in a losing campaign so joe biden some people are writing him off as toast. And like I said, he could be the comeback kid like Bill Clinton. But Bill Clinton was younger, much younger and exciting. And and Joe Biden does not excite the young people. You know, how many young people do you see at Joe Biden rally? It's more like a AARP meeting. 
and and they even at that he'll pick a fight with one of them like he did in Iowa, and you saw what he did in New Hampshire called a a young twenty year old a lying dog faced uh, pony, and 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 I mean what would happen if Donald Trump or any Republican called a young girl a dog faced pony? I mean that, that it'd be all over the internet, it'd be all over every mainstream news media event. So, but. Uh, Joe Biden has got some problems. Hey, we're going to talk more about the Democrats' decision, socialist or socialist light, coming up on the second half of the show. But right now, let me remind you, listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. They have some more great shows. You can check them out, webtalkradio.net. And we want to remind our listeners, we have a book out, and it is called Bedrock Truths. I said we have a book. I wrote a book with Dr. Alveda King, Dr. Alex McFarland. It's called Bedrock Truths. You can get that book by just clicking on the picture on the web page, our website right here on uh, Rock Splitting Politics. You see the cover of the book. Just click on that. It'll take you to my website. That's www.docholiday.org. I got that book. Some more books to get to you. If you want to order those, we'll be glad to get them out. And we do have friends and neighbors and listeners all over this country. We appreciate every one of you. we got people outside of the United States listening to us. Thank you for listening to us. And we appreciate uh, you listening and sending the emails. Uh, again, we can't talk about emails. Uh, and uh, Everyone that comes in, we try to read them all. So uh, feel free to keep sending those emails and what you think about the show. And this is the campaign year of the President of the United States, and it's kicked off. We've been talking about it and the, who's going to be the Democratic nominee, and here we are. We've already had Iowa, New Hampshire, and they're heading to Nevada next week. And then and then we have uh, the South Carolina primary, and then Super Tuesday. It, it is becoming fast-paced, and where you start separating out, well, there's a lower tier separating, falling out, but there's a big upper tier now that could get bigger if uh, Michael Bloomberg or Mini Mike uh, comes in and Super Tuesday. He's been spending hundreds of millions of dollars, and he hasn't been doing a lot of rallies that I've seen, but he's spending the money on the ads. Will that help get him the Democratic nomination? And if it does, can people say, well, Mini Mike is buying the Democratic nomination? It burns people up like Bernie Sanders. But before we get into the second half of the show where I got some things to tell you that really shows the division in the Democratic Party, let me let you listen to this first. I'll take it from here, guys. Here with perspective is columnist and author Mark Stein. So, Mark, are they moderates? What's going on? Uh, uh, first, feel the applause. Yeah. Happy, uh, happy Valentine's Day. I, I, I love everyone uh, today. I, uh, I'm, <laughs> Not tomorrow. Just yeah, tomorrow. no, I'm in such a romantic mood. I'd, I'd even put up with Joe Biden sniffing my hair. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was the question? It doesn't matter. Uh, thanks for joining us. No, uh, no, no thanks uh, for the bouquet. That's uh, uh, lovely, delightful, uh, very thoughtful of you, Brian. Uh, if you have anything randomly on your mind, just get it out now. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Do we have two moderates? Are they really moderates? Well, my, my thought on this is that basically in today's Democrat Party, a moderate candidate 
is just basically someone you've never heard of. I mean, people say, well, uh, Bernie, he's, uh, he's crazy, he's a socialist, he honeymoons in the Soviet Union. Uh, OK, who else is there? Well, uh, there's, uh, there's Mayor Pete. Uh, who is he? He's uh, uh, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Well, I, I don't follow South Bend politics. <laughs> as in-depth as possibly I should, so he must be a moderate. Uh, Amy Klobuchar, uh, she's... Uh, who, who's she? I'd never heard of her till 20 minutes ago. Well, she, she eats her salad with a comb. We did this is that. true. That, that is true. If you want a really romantic... The, the ladies love it, by the way. Guys, a big tip. Take them to a restaurant where they give you a comb to eat your salad with. Right. And then you can do the Joe Biden thing of sniffing the hair because there's like a touch of Thousand Island dressing in it. You know, it's a... I've got, I've got, I've completely lost it. I, I, I don't <laughs> think it's his point. I think it's a studio audience. But let's, let's take a look at who they right, stand for. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go ahead and look at the two people to see how moderate they really are. Pete Buttigieg is behind the public yeah. health care option, New Green Deal, also the Wealth Act. Yeah. yeah. Assault weapon moderate. ban, repeal the Hyde Amendment. Then when you look at Amy Klobuchar, public health care option, open to yeah. health care for illegals, as we saw, supports Green New Deal, supports federal law to make abortion legal, open to eliminating the electoral college. So yeah. that kind of moderate. No, and that, that's what I mean. They're basically uh, Democrat. The moderates are just uh, left wing candidates you don't yet know enough about. And actually, on some of these things, uh, Bernie's my neighbor across. I'm in New Hampshire. He's across the Connecticut River in Vermont. Um, and he's actually got a better record on gun rights, for example, yeah, than, than Mayor so, Pete. Which he's trying so to run Mark, from. Yeah, what do yeah. you do if you're old school Democrat, if you're establishment? Who do you vote for? Well, to go back to what uh, Pete was uh, just saying a couple of minutes ago when he was talking about JFK's Democrat Party, and people keep going on about, like, Scoop Jackson Democrat. There's, there's no place in the party for those kind of people. Um, when AOC, AOC made actually a very sharp point, she, she said that Joe Joe Biden and I, if we were in any other developed nation, Joe Biden and I would be in different parties. And, and the difference is that the AOC Bernie wing has actually completely burnified that party, mainly because all the centrists and the moderates, uh, Hillary and Joe Biden, are completely uh, corrupt. Um, and so you have things like the Clinton Foundation, you have uh, Joe Biden enriching his talentless brother and talentless son. Why wouldn't you? If you if you on the Democrat side of things, why wouldn't you prefer a principled socialist lunatic uh, to uh, to the Clinton Foundation uh, where, you know, some Kazakh oligarch is just paying Chelsea Clinton six figure sums for a speech that nobody wants to listen to because they think they're buying the next president? <laughs> Well, that was Canadian-born Mark Stein uh, that sometimes fills in for Rush uh, on the Rush Limbaugh show. But now he was on uh, Fox and Friends, and, and you heard him. And, and it's hilarious what he says, but it's so true. I mean, the Clinton Foundation was used to uh, help give people salaries and keep them going on the Clinton machine and, and getting countries around the world were donating to the Clinton Foundation just because they thought Hillary is going to be the next president. But Donald Trump helped put an end to that when the American people elected him the United States president instead of Hillary Clinton. So pat yourself on the back if you voted for Donald Trump so that we wouldn't have the corruption of the Clinton Foundation. But it's not just the Clinton Foundation. It's Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And that's what he said. Why do, why, if you're a Democrat today trying to decide, like we said, do you want a socialist or a socialist light? 
And if the socialist light doesn't look good, it's because they're corrupt. And not everybody's corrupt, but they <laughs> they rub their noses in the corruption so well that Bernie Sanders looks like uh, the staunch socialist looks like at least he has some principles. So what's it going to be for the Democrats in 2020? Uh, again, going back to what Mark Stein was saying, who are these uh, uh, Klobuchar and Mayor Pete? I mean, are these people ready to become president of the United States? I mean, who's heard of them? And Donald Trump, for all the people who thought he wasn't going to get elected, they, have, they all admit that the American people had heard of Donald Trump for years. He had name recognition. People who eat and sleep politics, yeah, they know Mayor Pete. They know uh, 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 Senator Klobuchar. But most Americans, a lot of Americans, I won't say most, but a lot of voting Americans don't even give a flip until they go and, and, and vote. Now, I, I think everybody should be educated on the issues, educated on the candidates, but it's not the way it is, especially in the Democratic Party. When you have people grabbing people right off the street, signing them up to register and tell them to go vote. And on a day of, in some of these states, the day of the election, you can sign up to vote. And you can drive up <laughs> with your driver's license in New Hampshire and, and, and register the day of uh, the vote to vote. And that's why I, I, I don't know if Donald Trump, they can never prove everything, but I mean, he may have won New Hampshire. We, we probably should have had a Republican senator, uh, Kelly Alate, there. Got got beat uh, by just a few thousand votes. It may have been those who drove into New Hampshire and registered on the day of voting. It would be interesting to see how many registered on that day of voting are going to be voting in 2016. and I mean 2020. The ones that voted in 2016, are they coming back to vote again? Or are they going to give their New Hampshire address? Or are they still living in another state? <laughs> well... I wish somebody would check on that. So if uh, you know somebody can up there in New Hampshire, tell them to check on it. Now, one of the things that we have going on in the Republican Party is there, there's really not a Republican primary yet. I believe, who is it, a former Governor Weld from Massachusetts, former Republican governor there, who is probably uh, what we would call socialist light. He's not a socialist, but he's sure not a Republican uh conservative either so he'd probably be a socialist light but he's running against donald trump i guess somebody gave him some money to try to try to uh, roughen up donald trump and it's just laughable uh, i don't know how long uh he'll stay in the race he shouldn't but anyway the republican primary is solidly behind donald trump and they pointed out last week in new hampshire in past incumbents like barack obama bill clinton Somebody who was already president and was, of course, running for re-election. They had George W. Bush, and they had uh, the Bushes uh, all going back, and they showed how many people voted in the primary because everybody knew it's a slam dunk. He's going to get it, but how many got out and voted? And it's probably uh, like Clinton, 60, 70,000, Barack Obama, maybe 80,000, and then the Bushes, 40,000, 50,000. But Donald Trump had 130,000 votes, and they didn't even need anybody to come out and vote for him, but they did. So that shows some enthusiasm. A lot of people don't know what's going on with the Republican Party, that uh, the Democrats are hoping, hey, 
we 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 were so fired up. They look at 2018. Well, one of the things got everybody fired up was that hundred million dollars that Mike Bloomberg put into basically gave to Nancy Pelosi, and and maybe that was part of her. Uh, maybe that was a deal for her to hold impeachment three weeks to scramble everything up so Minnie Mike could have a chance at Super Tuesday. Who knows? But we know that money talks, and so. Uh, Mike Bloomberg is uh, talking loud of his money, and it's making people, the socialists like Bernie Sanders, mad. And the Sanders supporters, do you think if Mike Bloomberg gets the nomination, basically buys the Democratic nomination, they're going to say, our entire party's up for sale. Are they going to get out and vote in November? <laughs> yeah. Well, Bernie Sanders may. He said he'll support whoever the winner of the nomination is. But I don't know if all his supporters are going to get out and vote for somebody who they claim bought the election. And and maybe this is what I pointed out several months ago. Bloomberg got in the race. He may not even want to be president. He may just want to be in the tent and broker the broker convention. He may be able to throw the money around. It's not illegal to give money. You can do anything when you get to the... Uh, voting delegates, if you get into a second vote and nobody has won the enough delegates to get the nomination in Republican Party or Democratic Party, you can flat out do anything you, it takes to get your delegates. And and Bloomberg will be sitting there with tons of money. I mean, you can promise all kind of vacations. and I mean, there's not anything illegal about that. And I think the Sanders folks know it. So who's it going to be? Democrats, Decision 2020. Socialist or socialist light? Well, that's why you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We're going to keep following this. If we had a plumb line, you know what a plumb line is? It's where you have a weight and you drop a string down. you got a straight line, and that's how builders used to use to build buildings, to make things straight, make things built in a, in a fashion that it's strong. And so... If we were put a plumb line on a Democratic platform and a Republican platform, which one lines up straight with the principles of America? Go read my book, Bedrock Truths, that I told you about. I wrote with Dr. Alveda King and Dr. Alex McFarlane. Put that plumb line down against each party's platform. Which one is closest to the Bedrock Truths? Well, it's no contest. It's the Republican Party's platform that is closest to the values and the principles, the bedrock truth that made America, America, the same America that was formed when the delegates to the Second Continental Congress gathered together and after all the debates and the back and forth and they signed their names, could have been their death warrants if the, if, uh, the British had won. They signed their names to the Declaration of Independence. When the last Delegate signed his name. They said there was a hush silence. A hush silence. Nobody knew what to say. A new nation had been birthed. And Samuel Adams, the old Bible-reading patriot, stood up and said, From the dawn to the setting of the sun, let his kingdom come. And that is how it ended signing the Declaration of Independence. And so, which party lines up? Which plumb line? When you put a plumb line down, which one comes to the principles that, are made, that have made America great? The bedrock truths. 
It's the Republican Party platform. And we'll see going forward if the American people get behind what has been proven true by the plumb line of truth when it comes to politics here in America. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. We'll have a new show up next Monday. Tell your friends and neighbors. Send a link out. We're growing because of you. Thank you for listening. Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.